Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Before we get started, I've got some exciting news. The eight-week ESL relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. There are limited spots, and this round is getting started on August 24th. So you want to make sure you apply as soon as possible if you're interested. And this program is for anyone who is ready to get off the dating roller coaster, improve your self-worth, learn how to make attachment theory work for you so you can show up as a securely attached woman in your dating relationships. Um, If you are ready for those things, that sounds like you, make sure you don't wait. Go apply now using the link in my bio on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching, or you can just shoot me a direct message on Instagram. And I am so excited about this. I know that whoever is part of this is going to experience some amazing growth, just as the women did who who just finished up. So I'm excited. Make sure you go apply if you know this is for you. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson. And today we have a very special guest. She is the host of the Hello and Goodbye podcast. And she's a recent graduate of the ESL relationship coaching program that I have. Um, Say hello to our guest also from episode 33, you may remember. We have Leanna Joan. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I cannot wait to just talk with you and hear about your experience in the program. Yes. Um, yeah. And Leanna, let's tell the audience how you and I met. Okay. Yeah. So I started my podcast in February. And it's a dating podcast and it's very, I'm very like open about my dating life and experiences that I have and past experience. And then I bring on guests that we talk about specific topics. Um, And I found you through Instagram. I don't remember how, I think I had followed someone that maybe tagged you or posted something about you and I followed you and you just, I liked your content and I liked how your you presented yourself on social media. So I just sent you a message. And I mean, I send out tons of DMs to people asking if they want to come be on my podcast. But you know, when you're a new podcast and you don't have a lot of listeners yet, like most people don't even 
respond. Um, and you've responded almost immediately. And you were like, hey, yeah, I love talking about attachment theory because that is something I wanted to do an episode on because I'm obsessed with it. And then we booked and I think recorded like a month later. Yes. <laughs> I love it, Leanna. Yeah. You got me with the attachment theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no to all the people that want me on their podcasts. <laughs> just, just say you want me to come talk about attachment theory. <laughs> well, and I didn't realize how integral attachment theory was into your program and yeah. what you do. I just noticed you spoke on it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, cause your podcast I think was newer at the time. Yes. Well, and yes. so I was like, Oh, she's a psychologist and I'm seeing some things about attachment theory and this is something like I read the book a couple years ago and I'm constantly like studying things about it. And, um, and I just was like, so excited to snag you. As a guest, so. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking, I was like, wow, she knows about attachment theory. This is going to be <laughs> fun. And yeah. And we had a great interview. Yes. Yes. And then tell me like, what was it that motivated you to reach out? Cause I wasn't expecting that, you know, I was like, Oh, it was great to be on the podcast. And then you reached out asking about the program and what was it that, that motivated you to do that? Yeah. So on my episode, after we had kind of talked about some things and I think you brought up repetition compulsion yes. and it was just such, it's such an intriguing topic to me because it really goes back into our childhood and pain that we've experienced that is now pouring out into our relationships. And at the end of the episode, you were like, you know, I have this coaching program if you're interested. And I jokingly said, oh, I should do it. And after that, my sister, who's a avid listener of my podcast, which I think is so sweet, um, said, you should do the program. And so I just thought about it and I thought about it and I just, I knew part of the reason I, so just a quick background, I got divorced four and a half years ago. I was married for eight and a half years, got married at 21 the divorce was very difficult and painful. And then I've spent four years dating shitty guys and having horrible experiences, but also growing a lot and going to therapy and working on myself. And the podcast was like another step in that of if I can start to share these experiences that I've gone through and how I'm starting to grow and find my voice in the dating world, maybe I can share that with others and people can feel like they're not alone. And so then I did this episode with you and I was like, it just really spoke to my heart. And so then I was thinking like, okay, what you were saying is I, I had all this awareness. Like I knew I was anxious avoidant. I knew why. I was very aware when it would show up in my relationships, but I didn't know, I couldn't get past how to manage it. And it was like, I knew it was going to come up and I would just try and pretend like it wasn't going to come up and then it would show up and I'd freak out and my relationships would end and I would repeat the same pattern. And so I just felt like, 
was something that I was ready to do. Mm-hmm. And it would be the next step. I, I just, I think human growth and personal growth is so important. And when we stop growing as people, that's when we get stagnant in like how to deal with our emotions and how to deal with other people. So I'm always for growth. I've never even thought about doing a coaching program before, but I just, I connected with you. I was ready. I loved what you were saying about how this is, these are, you come in with the awareness. You don't take everybody. You have to have that awareness there. And then you give us the tools of how to actually move from these attachment styles that we have uh, almost had ingrained in us for so many years to a secure attachment. And Mm -hmm. I so badly wanted to feel secure because I never have that. That was, that was it. I just, I knew I was ready to feel secure and I knew that I had the strength to get there. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people can relate to this piece of, oh my gosh, I have the awareness. I know, you know, I'm doing the same thing over and over. I know that what I'm doing isn't what I should be doing. And at the same time, I don't know how to not do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that, yeah. And a lot of people who come in the program, just like you, they've gone to therapy, you know, they've tried a lot of things. They have a lot of awareness but they don't know how to actually shift and embody secure attachment mm-hmm. and, and how to do it quickly, right? Like over yeah. the course of eight weeks. Yeah. And it was never something that was, and I love my parents dearly mm-hmm. and I love my family dearly, but it wasn't something that I grew up with as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just acknowledging you didn't have a model for it. And mm-hmm. when when you don't have a model for it and then you don't have a relationship that is, you know, secure where you have that um person who you can go to for for everything, um and emotional intelligence. You know, a lot of us don't have that. Um but then how are you supposed to do it when when you've never had that mm-hmm. kind of relationship before. Absolutely. So, yeah, so so that acknowledgement of the relationship template, you know, we talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Of it's one thing to kind of okay, know what your relationship template is and you can get understanding of that, but then the question is how do you change it? How do you yes. actually do something different? And exactly. that's kind of where the program comes in. Yes. And You're that's where so I was at. ready for it. Like of all was, the people I've talked to, like Leah's like ready for it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know you talk about the pool and for this program, I was right in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's do it. Let's go. Where's the diving board? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love, you know, it's like, that's really an example too of you get out of it, what you put into it. Right. Leanne, I would, I don't know if you would say that about this experience, but. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I, it was funny. I, I'm definitely a jokester. Um, I try and make my podcasts funny, you know, and I would, and we had group sessions every week and I would make little jokes. Like you would ask, Hey, have you guys completed this yet? And I was like, oops, my dog ate my homework or, (laughs) or I'm just, I'm not good at homework, you know, but so I think 
the second weekend I was like, okay, there's a lot of work here. Like there is a lot of more work than I thought there would be mm-hmm. because there were two or three, um, would you call them exercises mm-hmm. or yep. yeah, lessons, exercises yep. that we would do every week. And I didn't, I'm not a verbal learner. I knew that I needed to take notes. I need to, to write, to really grow and learn because if I just listened to the video and I had nothing to turn back to, I would be wasting my money and my time. Yeah. So I decided I, and I'm going to show this for those of you who are watching the video, but I created a little notebook. (laughs) Wow. This is so beautiful. I I went back to elementary school (laughs) and I created a notebook and I Mm. um, divided it into weeks, like week one, all the way through week eight. I have a little pencil pouch. (laughs) (laughs) For the people who can't see, like, this is really organized really well. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm OCD. (laughs) This is beautiful. Good job, Lana. Thank you. But so I got, I was like, okay, I'm ready. So I got the folder and I would sit down every week and make sure I finished the segments every week before the new week started. And I'd sit down, I'd either do one and then take a break or I'd do two. And I'd write notes. If there were printouts, I'd print them out right away because I knew that I had spent this money and I'm ready to do this and I want to grow. So why would I not invest in this as much as I could? Yes. And I'm so glad I did. And to be honest, once I kind of got into the swing of it, it was like, hey, sorry, I can't hang out. I've got homework tonight. Yeah. You know, or, um, Hey mom, I, cause I live with my parents right now. I'm like, I can't watch TV tonight because I wouldn't call my mom. I live with her, but, um, I'd just be like, Hey mom, I can't watch TV tonight. I need to go into my room yeah. and shut my door and do work. So it actually, it also, without me trying to, it actually forced me to have more me time mm-hmm. without my phone, without the television, without things distracting me and actually like kind of almost like a, a meditation, you yeah. know, of forcing me to sit there and be open to what I was going to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You showed up, you, you did the work, you made the boundaries in your life so that you could do the work. Um, and I think, I guess for those of you that don't know, she's talking about how there's the online modules where you do experiential exercises that are assigned to you. Um, and these are really powerful exercises. They're not yes. just like, oh, this is fun. Like, no, right. No. Like these are, <laughs> yeah. there was a few, you were like, uh, that was really, really hard. Yeah. Oh, week four. I, I think we had a session that week and I was like, I am resisting this yes. and I am, I am rebelling and going back to my old ways. And I yeah. reached out to you, like, why am I? having, I even had a hard time like going to it because it was, it was bringing up so much of the, I try not to suppress my emotions down, but I have to take it in stages. And it, so you encouraged me to do that, like have self-compassion for yourself that this is normal. The fact that fighting this means it's working and like give yourself time. And then when you're ready, come back to it. So, yes. but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, this is not like, oh, it's 
week too. What are we doing now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm so glad you brought up the resistance piece, right? Because yes, when there's resistance, when there's avoidance, that's a sign that we're growing. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, it's definitely helpful for you to have that reframe and know that, that, okay, if I have some resistance, you know, this feels hard, it's because I'm growing. And as humans, we fight like hell to stay in our comfort zones. We want to do mm-hmm. anything we can to stay with what we know, even if growth really is what we need and what is best for us. Mm-hmm. But you were able to get through that resistance. I did. Yeah. I made it out. You made it out. You made it out. Um, Yeah. And tell us a little bit about, I guess, just what are some of your main takeaways from from the program and what what you feel like it was most helpful with? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and I think one of the things, and I already knew this but I didn't really believe it was that the, the attachment style that you have, like, that's okay that you have that. Mm. Like that is not something that was in your control. It was something that you grew up with, whether it was a parental figure or a parental like figure relationships that you were in. Uh, early relationships, friendships, all of that, you know, attributed to your attachment style. And because of not just my anxious attachment style growing up, but then the really painful marriage and divorce that I went through, I felt like I was worse than other people. Like I felt like there was something wrong with me because I would meet this guy, really like him. And either he would really like me and I'd run the fuck away Mm -hmm. or I would really like him and he would be like, "Eh," and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm falling in love with you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, am I the only person out there that is experiencing this much anxiety? Why do I keep attracting the same guy? And you taught very, actually in our first group session, you talked about self-compassion and we did a self-compassion meditation, which I know you have that on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm a yoga teacher. So meditation speaks really deep to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important. I already knew it's so important to speak words into you that when you speak positive words, gratitude, it helps change the makeup of, of your brain. Or I don't know, feel free to yeah. correct me if I said yes, that incorrectly. Yes, you're, you're re- rewiring your brain. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really important just to, I think that first step of just being like, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I have self-compassion for myself. What I've been through has helped shape me into the person I am today. And, um, and I can now move forward. So that was a big one for me. I also really liked along with those lines, we did an exercise, like what are the beliefs that you have about yourself? And you had us for a certain amount of time, write down all these negative thoughts that we have about Mm ourselves, And then you had us do the same thing for relationships that we had. 
And I could not believe how easily I filled up a page in less than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it really surprised me because I, I like to think of myself as a very confident person. And, you know, I like to encourage others like healthy body image. And, but I still have these negative beliefs about myself because of things that I've been through, things that people have said to me. And that was just really shocking of how much I had in me that I didn't know. And then following that, it was kind of like, are they serving you? And what are your new beliefs now? So what are these beliefs that you have about yourself when you think of yourself as a a secure person or when you think about a healthy relationship? And it was, it was really, it just felt very like a weight was kind of lifted off Mm -hmm. to to let go of that, allow myself to let go of that and then create, like you said, rewiring the brain to create this new belief that I'm working towards having for myself. And then the last thing was the repetition compulsion, which I just think is so fascinating because I, I just, you know, it's crazy to me that subconsciously we keep creating these situations to try and heal from, you know, and I kept chasing avoided men because I wanted these past relationships that I felt so hurt by. I wanted those men to prove to me that they could heal what had happened to me in the past. And I just kept getting hurt over and over and over and all those old wounds would come up. And in that exercise, you know, you had us write out letters and I sat there and I did the work and I wrote out six letters to people in my life that had hurt me. And I said, why they hurt me. And some people I cussed at, some people I said, I love you. You know, I forgive you. And that was really powering. And then can I share the phrase that you use? Okay. So then there was kind of a, a phrase that you had, you wanted us to write down at the end of that that says, um, and I'm just rephrasing it here, but my re- past relationships do not determine my future ones. I am no longer attracted to partners who display patterns from my past. And that was something that was so important to me because I just didn't find myself being attracted or attracting secure men. And I knew that I needed to change. I heard someone use this metaphor before, but I needed to change my, my compass of where it was facing Mm -hmm. so that I could give myself the opportunity to even be in a secure relationship. And for some reason, like, Once that happened, the rest of it started to even make sense more. I mean, I I could talk about all the content for days or hours. (laughs) Maybe not days, but hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was really powerful to me. And I even, I shared that one in our Facebook group. And, um, you know, I think that's just such an important, for men and women, I, I definitely you know, um, very pro empowering women, because I do think we get the brunt of it. And that's a little bit of a, 
um, homogenous. Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> no, it's not homogenous. <laughs> it's some word that, that stereotypes that yeah, women yeah. go through it more. Um, but I, I think that it's important for us to allow ourselves to give up. Actually, in our, I, I know I'm rambling, but <laughs> in fun. you and I's last one-on-one, you talked to me about how I'm no longer on my old map. Yeah. And that kind of fits with the compass. I'm on my new map. Yeah. And I am saying to myself, I'm no longer attracted to this type of guy. I am going to find myself in a secure relationship. I do not need to bring my past into this new map. Mm -hmm. I am now creating the footsteps on this map that's going to lead me to a secure, loved, Mm -hmm. and healthier self. Yes. Yeah, that whole metaphor that we talked about of using an old map, right? Like your old relationship template and repeating that over and over trying to get to a secure, healthy relationship, but that old map was no longer serving you. So we had to develop this new one, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful map. And it's a map that you're still getting to know. So there's that mm-hmm. whole piece of learning. Cause, cause you and I have talked about how, wow, there's such a difference between a, a secure connection than like that anxious, avoidant, push-pull dynamic, right? Like it just feels different emotionally. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, new things in this map, but ultimately it will help you get to that destination that Mm -hmm. you've always wanted, which is the secure, healthy relationship. Yes, definitely. Side note, it's, uh, the word is heteronormative. Okay. (laughs) There we go. I was like... I don't know, girl. <laughs> Not homogenous. <laughs> I love it. No, no, good, good. You know, Lana, a lot of people before they come in the program, they ask me about, well, can I date while I'm in it? Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your experience? Because y'all, Leanna, she was dating throughout. So I want to know, like... <laughs> Is it okay that I said that? I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I talk about my life very openly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I thought it'd be okay. So like, can you share a little bit about what it was like for you to be dating while you're going through it? Yes. So I actually dated three different people during the program. I had considered not dating at all and just taking the eight weeks, but I had taken eight weeks at the beginning of the quarantine to just not date. I wasn't on the dating apps. I wanted to focus on myself. And I also knew that my freakouts happen in the first three weeks. Like Mm -hmm. if there's, unless there's a commitment there and this person is all in, I'm freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Excuse my language. (laughs) You're good. And um, so I made the decision to go ahead and date and see what it would be like to date and do the program. And to force myself to set boundaries while I was dating so that I still had to set time aside for myself to, yep. to not let my entire self be invested in that relationship right away, which is often what I did in the past. Mm-hmm. So the first guy that I started dating, I had met him on Bumble. And he's actually the first guy I met since the quarantine. And super nice guy, but he lives in New York. 
and he was in Palm Springs visiting. I live in, uh, in the Inland Empire. It's a cute town, Redlands. It's, don't judge me. Um, but he was here visiting and we had a great connection. Really sweet guy. He flew back and he was all in like day two. And in the past, I would have soaked that shit up. I mean, he was wanting to FaceTime every night and text all day long and telling plan me Plan a trip together. Plan, oh yeah, plan a trip together to meet up. And I started, I think it was like week two, I started being like, I don't know that this is healthy. Like, yeah. and I'm not saying anything negative about this guy. He could not be sweeter, like a nicer guy. Mm -hmm. But I think he possibly had a little bit of an anxious attachment style and anxious attachment styles tend, I go into my avoidant and I tend to be like, ah, that's too much. Mm -hmm. But also I was listening to my gut and listening to the things that we were learning with this program that that's probably not the way you want to go about it. Mm -hmm. Especially if here we have this pool analogy, like you tell us all the time, he was kind of in the deep end, like middle to the mm -hmm. deep end. And I was still in the shallow. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't, I had just started this dating program. I wanted to work on myself. And I had asked him several times, like, hey, can we take this slow? And then I said, hey, let's just take a moment so I can do my dating program. And he respected that. So I was like, oh, maybe we can start talking again. And then it just wasn't slow enough. And I just called it. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and I think what I love about you sharing this is it's such an example of, yes, you can date while you're in the program. You're going to be putting what you learn into practice immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is it really does force you to set boundaries, yes. right? Because you don't have as much capacity also, right? Like, let's acknowledge that. There's a lot that you're oh, going yeah. through in the program. You're not going to have as much capacity and energy for a relationship as, as maybe past Leanna would have of like, mm -hmm. let me go all in. So, um, it is a great opportunity to practice boundary setting. Yes. So that ended. And then I was like, okay, well I'll just, you know, casually be swiping on Bumble. And I swiped on this one guy, we matched, same thing. We, we met up. Um, so this was my kind of oops moment in the program. Yeah. This was the week that I was really resisting. And yeah. I felt like, and I was very honest with you the whole time, but I, it's like, I wasn't ready to let go of it. I wasn't ready to let mm -hmm. go of the emotion, the relationships that I would be giving up. Mm -hmm. And so I essentially had a hookup type situation that I initiated, which is very not of my usual character. Yeah. Like I hadn't had a hookup in years and it's not something I like to do. I like to have an emotional intimacy first and it didn't feel good. And mm -hmm. you know, that guy and I stopped talking. We had some differences and I, I just couldn't see a future. I had seen him a couple of times. Um, but I just, I really, but after that, so after that kind of like, oops, I talked to you about it and you're like, okay, give yourself self-compassion. You know, this is what is happening. You're fighting this. You're not, you're fighting against letting go of patterns, yep. of old patterns. Yep. 
And after that, I just made a very conscious choice that I would never do that again. That it was, that was, that was it. And I wasn't going to let myself fall into a regret or mm-hmm. shame and just move forward. So a couple weeks later, I ended up matching with another guy on Bumble. Shout out oh. to Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> I want to interject with just one thing, but this is so good. I love okay. how vulnerable you are. This is of the course, Let's, let's yeah. Be Vulnerable podcast. Very vulnerable podcast. <laughs> love it. Um, but two things about Leanna's success. Number one, she was always honest with me. I love that you pointed that out. You can't come into a coaching program and then not be honest. You got to be honest and know that I, right? Like I am the least judgmental person you'll ever mm-hmm. meet in your life. You are. And this, this only works if you're honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second piece is this whole idea that yes, of course, as we're changing your patterns, it's really normal that the old patterns are going to resurface even right as you're about to transition into no longer doing them because behavior will kind of rebel when, when we're trying to get rid of it completely. Right. So just knowing that, you know, we had to like reframe that you're not failing. Mm -hmm. This is not a mistake. This is just evidence that you are growing and changing and building a whole new relationship template. Yes. And I really appreciated the fact that I never felt judged by you. Good. Because in the past I have felt shame for my sexuality. And I think that, you know, that was something that I never felt from you. I felt like you were very open. Even we talked about sex in a couple of our group sessions and Mm -hmm. I just really appreciated your take on that. Of course. Yes. This judgment-free, shame-free zone for sure. Yes. Okay. And go on with your story. Okay. <laughs> Back to yeah. Bumble. By the way, this is the most dating I had done in like a year. Yeah. She's like, I don't date. And then she gets in the program and here we go. <laughs> so I had, I'm a little like, um, woo-woo, just a little bit. I mean, I'm a we yoga teacher. Woo-woo. Yeah. So I just had a gut feeling that I needed to, well, I had a dream that I started dating someone in their twenties and it was in like the mid twenties and I woke up and it felt, that dream felt very strong to me. Mm -hmm. And so I went on Bumble and I changed my age to 25. Mm -hmm. And so then I had paid for a week, which is not normal. I was like, I'll just pay for it to see who swiped on me. And I went to see who swiped on me and there was all these new guys that popped up because I had changed the age group. Mm -hmm. And so this one guy popped up, he's 26 and I was like, Oh gosh, he's really cute. And so I matched with him and I sent him a message. I said, um, Hey, what, what's the new term for Netflix and chill? And he didn't respond. And there was only like an hour left. And I was like, oh, I just really want to tell this joke. Like, I don't even care if he responds, but I want to tell this joke. So I responded to myself and I was like, it's Netflix and chillin' teen. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. He responded almost immediately. He was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't see your first message because I don't think he was on the app very much. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, we started talking back and forth. 
and we met up a couple days later and we've consistently been seeing each other. He is a really great guy. I have had moments of anxiousness. So it's been about three weeks now mm-hmm. and he has had very secure tendencies in helping me through those situations. And, I, and let's clarify for the audience. Do you feel like this is somebody who you would have ever dated before this program? That's a great question. <laughs> well, he's very, very handsome. So in those <laughs> regards, in that, yes. Yeah. I think I would have maybe questioned it a little bit more because he was a little shy at first mm-hmm. and I was carrying the conversation a little bit more and I would have been worried like, oh, is this how it's going to be? Is this relationship going to be boring? Um, and I just was like, you know what? Like we're, I'm a dating scientist, yes. you know, like we're not committing to each other right now. And he's a really nice guy. Why would I just end this because of something stupid? Mm-hmm. And I just, I would ask him some questions. Like I would be like, are you nervous around me? And he was like, yeah, I was the first girl he had dated in a long time. And so then I was like, oh, well that explains it. He's probably nervous. And right. so, so gathering data instead yes. of getting into like, oh, how can I read this? You know, what's going on? Yes. He, if I ask for assurance, he gives it to me and we're working on that, on him learning how to give me the assurance that I need. But if I say, Hey, I really like you. He's like, I like you a lot. And I think what's different about this guy and the New York guy is because we were, I mean, we were texting a lot, kind of the same thing. We hung out two days in a row. Then we hung out a few days later I think the difference is that I was there too. I was Mm. there like ready to, like I knew that he was gold, like that he was kind of a a unicorn. And if I blew it off, I would potentially lose a, a, not lose, I don't want to say lose, but I would potentially miss a situation where I could use my newfound skills. Yeah. I think that's the big thing, you know, and I, I want to be clear. I did not go into this program to find a relationship. Yes. That's an important distinction. Yes. I did. I wasn't just like, Oh, I'm so tired of being lonely. I'm going to do this program so I can get a boyfriend. I actually went into the program, not with that thought and allowed myself to be more casual with the dating apps. Mm -hmm. and ended up meeting this great guy. And I, you know, are there parts of me that still go back to some of those anxious tendencies? Absolutely. I think that's going to be something that I just need to keep working on and keep moving forward on. And one of the things I love that you said is part of it is you have to have co-security. It's not, you don't have to take it all on your own. Your partner has to you know, create that security. So you move forward together. Mm -hmm. And I think in the past that's never happened. 
Mm, it's always been on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been on me or I would ask for it and I'd be like, uh, condescended because yeah, I asked. Because, yeah. Yeah. That's such an important piece. I think of the program is learning. Okay. Yes. We want to help you become secure on your own, that secure version of you. We want to help you hang out in that version as much as possible but then also how do you co-create a secure attachment with your partner? And mm-hmm. we, we get into both in the program mm-hmm. and yes. for you to have both is very, very important. You can't really succeed with one or the other. If you're putting all your secure attachment needs on your partner, that's going to be draining. That's going to push mm-hmm. them away. It's not going to be okay. And then vice versa. If you put it all on yourself, that's not going to work either. And that doesn't lead to close, intimate relationships. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's that beautiful balance of how can I be secure and co-create security Mm -hmm. with my partner, which you're getting to experience now. I know. It's it's, it's really like I did not expect um, to be in this situation so fast. So, you know, and I think also it's good for me to to be realistic and be like, okay, this may not work out. Right. And that's okay. Like you said, there's no failure in dating. Would I be sad? Of course. Like would I have emotion? Of course, but I am able to have the tools to feel that emotion, feel the grief, go through the pain and then move forward knowing that I can, I can still create that security myself and keep working towards finding a secure partner. Yes. Right. I I love this. I think it's so important to clarify that, yeah, the win of the program is not like, oh, she got a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, the win is how you feel, you know, your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about relationships, and then the skills that you have now, and the way that you really can truly embody secure attachment, right? So regardless of what happens in this new relationship, the, the win is you and mm-hmm. the, the transformation that you had. Um, so yeah, girl. And then the, the relationship is just a little bonus, right? It's yeah. Like, that's fun. Yeah. It's the <laughs> cherry on goes. top. Yeah. No, I hate cherries. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like cake. What would be a better metaphor? Mm, I'm a chocolate person, like a chocolate bar. Just the chocolate bar on top. Let's just go with that. (laughs) The chocolate on top of the chocolate bar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I definitely got like very, like a little bit emotional in our last group call because like you said, like the win is you. And it was such a powerful experience that I've gone through in a long time where I took that time for myself. I invested in it and I came out with so much that it was, it was just like, I look back on that time. It's like a, it's almost like I was in like camp, like adult camp, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it was just really special. Yes. And can you tell the audience a little bit about the group calls? Were, Were you a fan of the group calls every week? I liked the group calls. I think 
It was nice that we didn't have to show our faces. Yeah. I don't make you show your face on the Zoom call. I would, I would often be done teaching and I'd be scarfing down food, like yeah. as the group call was going. But you're there in the chat and you're like yes. interacting with everyone. Yeah. And- so it was kind of nice to like, so what you would do is we would talk about a specific topic and then you would ask for feedback from us and then you'd go into a time of us asking questions. And I've always been very inquisitive and I feel like I probably, sorry, other ladies, but I probably asked like 75% (laughs) of the questions and then you would answer them. Sometimes you would bring us on the, on the call and we would ask, you know, and have a conversation with you. It took some time. I think our group was a little shy. It took some time, but I think towards the end, we all started to kind of just open up with each other a little bit. And it was really sweet. Like one of us would ask a question like, or tell a situation that we're going through and the other ladies would be like, Hey, you're okay. Like, I feel you. I've been there. I, um, I can feel your pain or there'd be a situation like someone would say something that a guy currently did to him. And we'd be like, Oh girl, no. (laughs) And you know, we, we'd be on each other's side and, and cheerleaders. Very empowering. Right. Like I guess, I love the one-on-one. Obviously that's an amazing piece of it. Um, because you know, so much can happen one-on-one, but then you get in a group and I love that element too, because you know, you're not alone and you have every, you have all that energy of all the women together. And we're talking about these things that don't get talked about. Um, and it's just a really empowering experience. I love being a part of it. That's like my favorite I mean, I love one-on-one, but I, I love the group experience too. I think it's great. Yeah. And I would always, like I said earlier, like put little jokes in the, yeah. and a lot of them, nobody got. <laughs> I got them. I got them. And then she well, like, made me laugh a little bit. Yes. Yeah, my yeah. favorite part was me cracking the joke and then seeing your face try and control it while nobody else responded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got your humor, girl. I get it. For no, sure. but I, I, I looked forward to the group calls every week. Yes. Yes. I thought it was very powerful. And we also had a Facebook group that we would post our input in or things that yes. we learned from the week. And I thought that was also very special and a way to kind of stay connected. Because when you're going through something like this, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard and you need support mm-hmm. and someone that's not in the program with you is not going to fully understand what you're going through. Right. You know, and I have close friends that I would, you know, discuss certain things with, or I'd share something with them and be like, Hey, I think, you know, read this. Let me know what you think. But it's different from being, being saturated in it. In it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Oh, I had a good question for you. What was it? I think I was going to ask you, like, what would you say to somebody if they were on the fence about it or like not really sure? What would you have them consider? Well, I would say listen to your gut. Mm hmm. If the time isn't right now, 
you offer programs every what? Two months, three months, like three to four times a year ish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I would say is if this is something you really, really want to change about yourself, like if you're ready to do something where you no longer feel alone in your attachment style, whether it's Mm -hmm. avoidant or anxious, and you feel like the universe is pulling you that way, like I would recommend taking the leap. I mean, I don't regret it one bit. Um, I also understand, you know, not everybody has the resources right away. So if something you're interested in, start setting aside money every month. Mm-hmm. And if you get extra money and the doors open, maybe that's your sign to sign up for the next one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I know we talked about the financial investment and how it's actually so important to make the financial investment. It's that whole thing of, okay, you got some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you got to show up, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. That was one of the reasons I made myself so accountable yeah. to do the work. It's part of your success. You're like, hey, I'm paying for this. I, I need to do this, right? So yes. I think people need to understand that the investment is there for their benefit to make mm-hmm. sure that, that they're in and they're going to show up and do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have a nice way of allowing for payments to happen. Yeah. Payment plan. Yeah. Yes. Working with us to create a way for us to be able to do it. So it's not like, you know, um, it's not super overwhelming. Yeah. And I ultimately, you know, I've had women come to me and they're not ready financially. And then they come back three months later and they're, they're in and, and we're good. Right. Like ultimately I want you to be able to make that investment and, and show up and do the work. So mm-hmm. I work with people and make sure that they, they get there, wh- whatever way that is, but mm-hmm. so that yeah. they are able to do the program. Yeah. yeah. And I would just one more thing on that. I would say not a penny was wasted, like not a penny, like it, well, I guess, do we use pennies anymore? Dollars? <laughs> <laughs> not a dollar was wasted. It was worth it. A hundred percent. I'm so, so glad I did it. And I, I know I also said this on our group call, but I just feel like, you know, I believe in God and I feel like I started this podcast (laughs) randomly, messaged you randomly, you came on, we clicked, and then I did this program and I just felt like it was God leading me there. And it was something that I wanted to change so badly about myself and just didn't know how. And I wanted to break the cycle of my life and to become, like you said, secure, loved and empowered. Yes. What a great way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl. I I think it was supposed to happen. I definitely believe that, you know, things happen in our lives for a reason. And I'm very grateful that IG brought us together. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a place to make some wonderful connections. And this one is, is definitely very special to me. Um, and I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you. And I hope that you continue to be proud of yourself and grateful to yourself for putting this time in because you're so, so worthy of it. Right. I think that's the other thing is just knowing you're worthy. You are worthy of doing this kind of work and, and putting this time in, you know? Um, and I'm excited. I always say this, but I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what the future holds and maybe we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah. Give us oh update. yeah. Oh yeah. That would be fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, something I want to say about you that's kind of quirky and it's cute is with every module, every time you start it, you guys, you're like, okay guys, I am just so excited <laughs> for this. And then it like goes to the next one. You're like, okay, but this is like, this is like my favorite one to talk about. <laughs> and then you go to the next one. And it's like, but this is like really my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so funny. I do that every podcast episode too. I'm like, I'm so excited for today's episode. I, you know, genuinely am, but yeah. I do say it for everything. <laughs> and I really am. You know, it's like, you, you know, I really love doing this work and I feel like mm-hmm. that comes through. People know that um, because I'm so passionate about it because of my own experiences and because of, you know, the women I've helped seeing them go from these toxic patterns, low energy, low self-worth to being totally different versions of themselves and having these mm-hmm. healthy relationships. That just makes me so, so happy to be able to do that for women. So thank you for being part of it, Leanna. Honestly, it, you were such an amazing addition to this last round and it won't be the same without you. We'll be missing Aww. you this next time. <laughs> I'll miss you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Leanna, where can people follow you if they want to find you on social? Where should they yeah. find you? So my podcast is Hello and Goodbye. So on Instagram, I'm at Hello and Goodbye Podcast. You can yeah. also follow my personal at underscore Leanna Joan. Okay. And um, that's, you know, that's really the main place. I have a Twitter for Hello and Goodbye and then a Facebook group, the H&G Hive. But I would say find me on Instagram. You're always welcome to email me if you don't have social media. It's Joan at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, that's it. Great. And I hope everybody, like, if you appreciated this episode, please go say hi to her. Also screenshot it, share it to your stories and tag us both. We'd love to hear from you. Tag us both. Tag. I know I I say things weird. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but tag. Okay. Like that. (laughs) Do that. We want to hear from you. And yeah, if you're curious about the program, send me a message on Instagram. That's probably the best way. There's also um, a link in my bio to apply. If you're like, okay, yep, I've heard enough. I'm ready to apply. Go do that. The spots will fill up quickly. So make sure if you're interested, you do that soon. The next round is opening August 24th is when we're going to start. So make sure you apply soon. Do it. All right. And Leanna, um, one thing I always do, and this is just real quick, I have the guests say um, like a piece of advice. Like if you were to meet somebody on the street uh, and you had like 
30 seconds to tell them a piece of advice, what would you say? I would say, don't let anybody take your shine. Like be you and stand for that. That's beautiful. I love that. (laughs) We're all about that for sure. Thank you so much. That's a great way to end. And thanks for being a guest and for being you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And as always, everyone, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.